Welcome everyone, another episode of Plastic Arts Podcast. I am Fonzie, my name is Fonzie, I'm, I'm joined by Gavin Jones, indie game dev extraordinaire. Gavin, how are you? Good, how about yourself? I'm doing well. Let's talk about some games. Gavin, how's your weekend? Well, let's start with your weekend. It was great. So we got to hang out on Saturday, that was a, that was a big long day. I'm yeah. I'm sore. Um, yeah, from your run and then the drinking? Yeah. And then Sunday I did absolutely jack shit. <laughs> that's so that it's God's was, day. You know what? That's what he. That was, like. Yeah, it is. So that was good. And I played video games that day. So that's cool. What'd you play? Uh, I played Steam World Quest. I know of Steam World Dig, but I haven't. Uh, but I meant, yeah. What is it? Have you explained to me? Well, it's so that that developer makes a bunch of games in like that world. Okay. But they're different genres, with the exception of Steam World and Steam or Steam World Dig and Steam World Dig Two. I think are the only ones that are direct, like the same gameplay. And then they had like Steam World Heist, which was a side-scrolling turn-based uh, tactical game. Well, okay. Which was kind of neat. With and the same it, art style and stuff, I imagine. Yeah, and uh, this one is a uh, RP card-based RPG. And they kind of claim it as like a deck builder. Um, So my first thought was like, hey, it's going to be like Slay the Spire. But it's really not. It's really closer to like, uh, it's really like a, if you took a collectible card game and mixed it with uh, a shuffle building game. Oh, okay. So it's sort of, it's basically taking like Magic the Gathering. You took the nerdiest thing and introduced another ultra nerdy thing. Yeah. (laughs) So this is like Magic the Gathering or, you know, Pokemon meets... Uh, smash up hmm. um so and it and it's cool um yeah we're looking at footage it looks pretty sweet did you play on switch yeah i played on switch i think that's because i looked at, to see if you could get it on pc yeah and i it it looks like it comes out at the end of this month or next month or something like that uh, okay. and i just wanted to play it right um and i'm really enjoying it the story's not super great so far um but the hmm. the, the gameplay is really it's got some fun gameplay systems to it where you're trying to like chain cards in certain ways. Ooh, okay. So you're always, uh, even if you don't have like the best cards in your hand currently, you're always presented with, you know, a neat puzzle of how can you maximize what you're doing with your cards. And that's a lot of fun. Mm. So I'm liking it. And the art style is great. I mean, these guys just make great games. I, yeah, I agree. And I like that art style a lot. That's what always uh, catches my interest when I see either, yeah, Steam World Dig. And this is the first time I'm seeing Quest. But are you playing on uh, like docked on your TV or are you uh, just mobile, like walking around the house with it? Um, I'm doing a little bit of both, mostly docked though. I mean, it's it's really tough to tell which way is best for this game, mm. but I'm leaning towards docked. Gotcha. See, I wonder um, if you're doing like headphones and then just like into this because I'm not, we're yeah. not hearing the audio, so I'm not sure how the sound is, like the soundtrack and stuff. But Yeah. One thing I will say about it, though, like as good as the game is, um, the soundtrack is like twice as good. Really? Like, the soundtrack is just above and beyond. Like it's almost out of place. It's so huh. good. I feel like um, a lot of these game devs now, like as far as like, you know, of course, AAA, but like the indie caliber, they're always just knocking out of the park with uh, with the soundtrack. And like yeah. they're they're teaming up with whatever well-known people like. Yeah, yeah. those are always they're always coming strong with the soundtrack. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's cool. And then last night I downloaded uh, Rage 2. Ooh, nice. And well, uh, I may have to return it. I'm not sure my computer can play it. Interesting. My PS4 Pro can barely play it. So yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of weird because it's like, 
uh, I turn the settings all down to low, mm -hmm. and it so it's it goes into slow motion rather than like frame rate dipping or whatever, oh. which is annoying. So I had to stare straight at the ground if I want to move quickly. Okay. Um, Wait, because it can't load everything else, so it's just it's just, just less ground. rendering, I guess. Uh, but I even like so everything's on low. The game looks like garbage and it runs like garbage, <laughs> which yeah. is like I've played I've I've played so many more games on Max. Yeah, they they looks absolutely fucking gorgeous, and they run at sixty frames per second just fine. So what what is this game doing that's so unoptimized? Right, and right. it has to be the graphics that are slowing it down. Otherwise, staring at the ground wouldn't work. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I'm too dumb to understand that part of it. Well, I know. Uh, so they have that open world aspect to it. Is are they maybe not managing that the best, where they're constantly loading stuff they don't have to load, or you know that's, something like that's that? That's probably part of it. Um, Does it change when you go into the little hub cities at all? I haven't got that far. Gotcha. It's it's really hard to get anywhere. Right, <laughs> but you're staring down so, at the, the floor. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny too because you'd think that running in slow motion would make the fights easier, mm. but it really doesn't. Yeah, because you're Which still locked into reacting at the same time that yeah. whatever time frame is going on, so you can't like see them moving slow. You're also moving slow. Yeah, interesting. So that's a bummer. Can you? So it would seem you you have a window of time where you can return it. Uh, yeah, I think it's so many days, but more specifically, I think it's so many hours into the game. I want to say it's like five hours or something like that, or mm. eight hours maybe. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm gonna try a few more things on the graphical settings, but yeah, man, too bad. I wanted to play. Yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I hope you can, yeah, figure out some, but then you're tweaking everything to the point where you're diminishing all the other stuff. Where is it fun as fun anymore? Like, cause it yeah. still runs on PS4 pro. I was giving it shit for the, the hiccups and how kind of the frame rate dips and stuff, but yeah. really it does perform pretty well on PS4 pro, yeah. but it's funny cause my PS4 pro is so, I've never heard it, uh, just uh, blare so loud with the fan. <laughs> like it's really just, uh, yeah. trucking along, like it's trying to figure it out, but yeah, yeah it, it does play, but yeah. Which is so weird too, because like I even looking at a base example from like same developers is like you look at, um, so Doom. You had a, yeah, Doom, yeah, with yeah, Bethesda, yeah, the Doom Doom re-release like mm. looked fucking gorgeous. I could run that game on Max, really, sixty frames per second. But this, I don't know if it's a different engine. Maybe they're using the Just Cause engine. That's where I wonder. They're merging, yeah. you know, aspects of it. So I would love to figure out. Yeah, how much are they leaning on the 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 Bethesda Doom gunplay, and then the yeah. actual open worldness of is it Avalanche, right? That's that's doing yeah. open world stuff. So. Yeah, and their stuff ran like I've played. You know, I didn't play the too much of the last just cause, but right. it seemed to run well, mm -hmm. although you're not getting, you're not super up close. So maybe they can lean on less high detail textures and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and then you're over, you know, you're just like adding just systems on top of each other. I'm surprised it runs the way it does, at least on PS4 pro. Cause they're trying to do a lot at once. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I am playing. Um, so I kind of changed my tune when I messaged you, I was like four hours in, mm -hmm. um, I spent the weekend playing it and I'm actually having a, a blast playing it. Good. It's still yeah. wonky. It still has a lot of issues, but it's still overall fun. Like yeah. the actual gunplay is fun. The main thing I've heard about it is if you can collect all the power ups so mm. you can do all the moves, that's when it's at its most fun. You're just, yep. You're a god bouncing around, <laughs> slamming into the ground, yeah. dissolving people into a wall. I haven't done that yet, but yeah. I can see how, yeah, I can see that because I'm just building, I maybe have like two of those special moves, but I can see yeah. that when it works and you're just moving around the room, just taking out everybody, you know, vaulting on stuff and doing combos with your abilities. Yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah. 
and it looks it's actually beautiful like when it does when everything's loaded the correct way it is super gorgeous yeah. so like there's times where you're out because it's an open it's a um, the the time of day is always changing right mm-hmm. so uh you'll just be in this like super foresty part of the part of the map and the sun setting and it just looks awesome mm. um, but other times it has issues just loading you know faces the right way or like syncing yeah. audio i had a crazy audio bug yeah. where yeah it was it was kind of hard to play but Although I will say, even on the lowest settings, looking straight down at the ground looks fucking gorgeous. <laughs> That's good. So, so 10 out of 10 for a floor graphics yeah. in your viewable area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just read, too, today um, that um, you can play, if you just like book it, you can beat the story in two hours. Um, I've, I'm jumping around. I'm not really just doing story or open really? world. Really? But apparently, if you just okay. go ahead first, yeah, you can... Which, I don't know, I can kind of see that because I'm not super interested in the story. I don't think they're really grabbing onto me there. Yeah, It's kind of generic, but yeah, everything else as far as the gunplay goes is keeping me around. See, that's almost almost how I'd like like a Fallout game to be. Mm, I keep it, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like give me a story that's like this deep and then just give me tons and tons of side quests that are like yep. this deep. But I, I think a lot of people would be pissed off if, if that happened. Possibly. So. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I was When I was playing, I was thinking of Fallout. It's almost like they there's two different uh, dimensions where with Fallout, they get the story, just j- they knock it out of the park every time. Everything's yeah. so calibrated. But the gunplay is just kind of horrible. It's, yeah. it's just manageable. With yeah. this, it's the other way around where the yeah. gunplay is, is, the, is the main thing. But the story is just, you know craps out but that's that's exactly what i was thinking uh when playing it and kind of watching people playing i'm mm. like this is just fallout but the bad parts are good and the good parts are bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep it's just upside down so right. and it's got its own personality which i appreciate um i do find it weird the uh spray painted ladders that let you know you can go up them i'm like well this is yeah random. and you have to lock into an animation to climb them um yeah. which isn't a big deal but i'm used to like jumping on it and then latching but yeah there's a lot of that there's a lot of um they almost took directly from the last far or the Far Cry games where mm. those ledges that they want you to jump on have like the rope and stuff yeah, hanging off yeah, the edge. Yeah. I've seen like literally the same thing just placed there where they want you to jump on it. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then there was there was bugs where like the AI would be in front of me but not shooting me, just kind of like waiting for me. Well, maybe so it's like, that I am. Uh, I guess. But then I would kind of like um, engage it by getting close, maybe backing away, and then it'll start shooting and then just stops. So just it's not consistent at all. But. Well, I appreciate that, that you're playing fair. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted to give him a chance to actually, you know, <laughs> engage with me, but yeah. Yeah. But what have you been playing besides Just Rage? I just did rage. pop in on Friday for a, a game of Fortnite. I wanted to yeah. see um some of the new map stuff cuz I'll play every once in a while like with my nephew who's 8 mm-hmm. and he really digs it and he, every time I see him he's the first thing he goes into whatever uh Fortnite changes have happened or like whatever conspiracy theories involving Fortnite that he's heard, <laughs> like he's deep into it. But uh, so I'll kind of stick with it just so I know what to talk to him about. Yeah. But they did a John Wick crossover mm-hmm. officially where they have John Wick. You can get him as a character. And uh, they put his his uh, house in the game, too. And there's like a special mode over oh. the weekend where you could play, That'd which I, neat. I, it was neat. I felt weird about, it though, because it is a super R rated movie. And, yeah. and Fortnite is a kid's property. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like I dig it. But the, also the old man part of me goes, is this should this, this is maybe kind of weird, like out of place. But. I don't know. It's yeah. no one made us think about it at all over the weekend that I could read. So hmm. everybody's fine with it. That's a that's definitely a good point, though. It's just a bit weird. Maybe it's just like they're kind of winking at the adults, you know, almost like in a Pixar movie where they make a weird joke. Yeah. Um, it just loses its connection. I think, oh, okay. So. 
yeah, yeah the, the, the Pixar John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. Just like where they're always like weird. Yeah. Some kind of a joke nodding to the adults that like we, we see you kind of thing. I wonder if the John Wick thing is that. Does he have any special like weapons? Is, he, is there like a pistol that you hold <laughs> at a 45 degree yeah. angle? Uh, no, there's I think there is a an AR that has like a special scope that isn't in the game, but they added to the game mm-hmm. well, during that weekend for, for John Wick 2 or John Wick 3. But um, and then there's a special game mode, and then you his character comes with like a damage version and his regular version. Hmm. But um, yeah, although his character is twenty bucks, so when I loaded it up, I was like, ah, I want this, but I don't want to spend twenty bucks on this. Oh, so yeah, I had man. a real like, I was like having a conversation with myself, like, do I need to buy this <laughs> twenty dollar yeah. digital uh, action figure? I, yeah, I had to really like, um, had to talk to myself about it. But that's such a weird concept too like i remember when riot games did that when mm. they came out with like a 20 dollar skin and i'm like the actual okay. fuck for overwatch for uh did you overwatch? league of legends oh league of legends yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right. and it's like 20... was it one character huh was it one character it was one character mm. so but at least they had cool like they had alternate animations for stuff um they had some more effects and yeah. like some of their $20 skins are really cool. Like there's one character you can change stances. Okay. So they made it. So every stance has its own model. Gotcha. Um, but God, 20 bucks for a skin. It's rough. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. There's a, some, there's some kind of sweet spot. I imagine where it's cheap enough where you'll jump in on a whim, but not too much where yeah you're going to think about it for a while. Yeah. I could definitely see it. If there was like a character that I was God tier at, Hmm. And then it's just like, let's let's throw down. I want people when they see me to go. Yeah. This is either a rich kid with mom's credit card. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Get, about to get my booties clapped. <laughs> that's how it is in that community where, um, it, well, at least just living through um, my nephew, where like he'll be in the lobby, he'll see these uh, default characters. Like you get your default skin. I, ju- I think it's one of the female characters, and they kind of like have this weird like uh, judgment that happens with all the other characters where they, they scan who has like whatever newest uh, model that came out or like an OG one or just the default. And they kind of just like talk shit almost amongst each <laughs> other. We're like, Oh, that guy just has a default thing. This guy spent whatever, 30 bucks. Like they, they can tell and yeah. they kind of judge each other on it. It's yeah. very weird. But which, um, yeah, which is kind of funny too. Cause for, for example, when I played overwatch, I made it a point to never open a loot box. Mm. Oh that, yeah, yeah. That was going to be, well, originally it was, I was going to get to a hundred and then I was going to open them all at once. <laughs> so it was just going to be one giant loot gasm. <laughs> yeah. um, but then I got to a hundred and I'm like, well, uh, now this is just what I'm doing. <laughs> so, and it was, it was interesting kind of finding really being, knowing that I enjoy that game for the gameplay mm. And not for the addictive built-in loop. Um, So that was really nice. That's cool. I mean, that's a testament to the actual gameplay then. Yeah. Like, it's solid without the little loot boxes. Yeah. All right, Some stuff happened over the week, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it did. Um, So no, I guess, particular order. Um, (laughs) One of the bigger ones that's still a big announcement, but not a lot of info behind it, is this thing with Sony and Microsoft. So I pulled up some of the details. Yeah. So they announced this partnership over uh, b- developing a, a cloud gaming um, truce or some kind of platform that they're both working on. So in detail, I pulled up this Kotaku or, uh, article. It's from Ethan Gatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just quickly go through it. Microsoft said today, this is last week, that they will partner with Sony, its chief rival in gaming console space, on new cloud-based solutions for gaming experiences. So I'll step out of it. What, what does that sound to you when I explain that? New cloud-based solutions for gaming experiences. 
I mean, I, I think really what, what just happened is Sony's cloud solutions weren't really up to snuff. Mm. And Microsoft's currently are. Gotcha. So they're saying, hey, we'll partner with you. You scratch our back here. And it sounded like Sony was going to scratch their back in another way, in which I didn't understand. Yeah, where would they help? Because right now, that's, that's Microsoft's one kind of uh, lead over Sony. Why would they in any way help them out? Like, what do they have any benefit to do that? I don't know what Microsoft game game plan is at this mm. point. It it seems, yeah, it's it's very mixed messagey what they're doing. It's cool that they're being cool about a bunch. That of is shit. that's a positive thing. It's just hasn't happened really before. Even with PlayStation not letting like crossplay happen with uh, with like um, Fortnite and other games, and then yeah. just just reluctantly uh, bending. This seems out of place, but yeah. uh, they do go on a little bit more. So under the mem. Memorandum of understanding signed by the parties. The two companies will explore joint development of future cloud solutions in Microsoft Azure to support their respective game and content streaming services, yeah. Microsoft said in its press release. Uh, in addition, the two companies will explore the use of current Microsoft Azure data center-based solutions for Sony's game and content streaming services. Well, whatever that means. So I wonder, <laughs> they're kind of, they're beefing up or they're working on the next, um, these next consoles really focusing on streaming, right? And so Maybe. whether it's yeah. like streaming one for one right when you're playing. And a lot of people are kind of bringing out how, is this them gearing up to compete with Stadia? I think so. Mm. So then they really must take them pretty seriously with the yeah. fact that, interesting. And they would know hardware, there were no streaming. So they would see Stadia's announcement and say, oh, they could do that. Like they, but when everyone else, yeah. as far as like pundits and stuff talking about it, like they're very uh, skeptical. But it seems like Sony and Microsoft are going, "Oh shit!" We need to do <laughs> that uh, that would be it, it. Definitely would be interesting to see that sort of happen for the next generation. Like mm. Stadia comes out, and then Sony Microsoft band together. Right. And like we've been doing this console game, yeah, s since before you know. Google was a thing, so well, except for Microsoft, but Sony has. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's sort of neat. Uh, I hope something good comes out of it, but yeah, it's really hard to tell. It's hard to tell. They're being. I think they're purposely kind of uh, just giving you the general idea without the details, yeah. and I think they're giving us. You know, they're they're re releasing these press releases with very little detail, so much so that their own people are not understanding what's going on too. So here was an update to that story. Um, so apparently the PlayStation team didn't realize what was going on. Um, this is an article also from Kotaku by Luke Plunkett. So Microsoft and Sony's cloud gaming collaboration caught the PlayStation team by surprise. This <laughs> is, yeah. So this is according to a Bloomberg, Bloomberg report on the partnership, which cites people familiar with the matter. The early stages of the deal began last year and were handled directly by Sony senior management in Tokyo, oh. largely without the involvement of the PlayStation unit. Um, this means that when the collaboration was announced last week, most of Sony's own console gaming team would have been hearing about it the same time as you or I. Mm -hmm. Understanding this freaked out some folks. The report claim, claiming managers had to calm workers and assure them that plans for the company's next generation console weren't affected. <laughs> so they really, and yeah. now is that them just trying to be secretive so nothing leaks or does, or leaks in the way that they can't control the message or are they really not talking to all their different I think it was the teams. first one. I think they yeah. were they were trying to control the leaks because leaks, I mean, leaks are right. so rampant. Yep. So they picked people they could trust. They handled this. I mean, I I personally, if I was in their position, wouldn't be worried about people getting freaked out over like the yeah. next generation. Because I mean, it's not going to affect it that much. No, it, it must not if they're not really telling them what's going on. It must be them really on their 
on the just future proofing stuff and building some kind of yeah. platform where they can stream stuff and then that eventually will take hold and not yeah. affect PS5, uh, Xbox, whatever the next one is. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah. honestly, with them, I, th I think it's good to see, though, their commitment with keeping the consoles like, yeah, have the streaming as an option, but being able to keep the consoles available, because not only is it people out in the middle of nowhere, yep. but a huge one is like you look at military people yeah. when they're out with nothing to do for hours at a time. They play shit tons of video games. I imagine. Oh, so yeah. they can't do that with Stadia. Stadia is just not an option. Right. So, and you know that shit's going to be spying on you. So, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's it. interesting. Yeah. Cause they really set up to both provide like an actual hardware option and then also a streaming option at the same time, which yeah. Stadia is only streaming. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it is going to be interesting and that is good. It's, it's, I, I hope that that, um, them working together also trickles down into other things. We can get more cross-play, you know, between different uh, games. We can, uh, yeah, the, the more they're working together, the better. This could mean, though, for sure, like, so there's a rumor of Microsoft being able to, you know, cloud stream games onto the Switch as well. Oh, yeah. So I feel like this either semi-confirms that and mm -hmm. they're going to allow it on all the platforms or it's entirely possible that, people assumed it was a switch because they heard like, oh, they're going to allow for streaming onto another console. And people were like, well, it's not going to be the PlayStation. Uh, they so go, maybe you know they what? tricked your ass. Yeah, I got them. <laughs> wow. So. Although, I mean, if they do that, it just seems like there's no incentive or there's less incentive rather for people to go with Xbox, right? To buy their next Xbox console. As long as it, I mean, yeah, they're, they're absolutely, yeah, there's no, I guess just excluding their exclusives. But then why would you, I don't know. It gets weird at when you start breaking it down. Yeah, but, um, I definitely get a PlayStation whatever if I can still play my Xbox games right. on the thing. Um, I'd prefer to just play it on my Switch and have my... Yep, just stream whatever. Yeah, and have my PC. But um, And we'll see. Now with Rage and I can't play the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can still... I even have that problem too with Division where it's just like I can play it 99% of the time and then okay. occasionally if there's too much shit on the screen, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting, but man, I, I would be really curious to see how they would make that work. If you could stream Microsoft games on, on PS4 Sony or PlayStation. and switch like, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. It, it gets, it gets weird because, uh, they'd have to be, they want to sell, they want to move hardware. Right. But they right. also want to sell, um, their software at the same time. So I guess they have to trade off. Does this mean we can sell more software? if we end up on everyone's platform right. and we're still going to sell hardware at some kind of base level anyways. So maybe yeah. they just try and, you know, uh, just sell the most that they can. What if this was their transition out of the hardware game? Cause the hardware game is expensive. Most consoles yeah. are taking a loss yeah. when you're buying that box. So what if they're just like, why the fuck are we wasting money? That's true. And that's interesting. I feel like that could be become more likely if the next iteration of Xbox does kind of do the same numbers then I see them feeling the pressure to go, okay, we have to figure something out. But I feel like they're still in the way that where they can like bounce back because they're not, they're like Sony was with the last generation where PS3 really floundered, but then they came back with PS4. I feel like yeah. they're uh, getting geared up to do the same thing, but you're right. Uh, I wonder if they're laying the groundwork, wow. um, but it's, it's really too late to tell and we'll see what they do. Cause it's not a lot of information out. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. It's a weird time. Yeah. Um, this was an interesting one that I found over the over the week. So Capcom has multiple titles in development using the uh, RE2 graphics engine. Uh, this is from Games Radar. Yeah. So, and I I really 
like that engine. I don't know the details of it, but the yeah. games are able to get um, that that use that are just beautiful and, and run really well. Like they had yeah. the RE2 remake. Uh, is it Devil May Cry Five was yep. also on that one? Looked, uh, it looks so Devil May Cry. It was insane. <laughs> I, I think it's it's a weird engine though to put that much weight behind because when mm. it looks good, it looks great. But when it looks bad, you're looking at a face. Gotcha. <laughs> so if they can improve their face tech, I will have 100%. Yeah. Uh, no complaints. But those chiclet teeth freak me out. And yeah. just the kind of faces as a whole. But really, like that's the only weak leak in that entire gotcha. engine. And we don't know. The other thing, though, we don't know the extent of what you can do with it. Like, can you do like a big open world game right. with it? Probably not. I mean, we have only seen. I think it's just those two titles so far. But um, yeah, we haven't seen it really push to its limit. But maybe yeah. I would I would love to know the advantages of it. Right. So what what is the advantage of that engine over Unreal besides the fact that they don't have to pay for licensing it? Gotcha. Yeah. So, so uh, there were some details in this. So this is from Games Radar. Aaron Garsh writes writes Capcom fans rejoice. The Japanese powerhouse said they have numerous games in development using their RE engine. The games were this is a quote. The games were developed using the RE engine during this current hardware generation have received critical claim. And from early stages of building this engine, we kept the ability to augment it for next generation development in mind, Capcom said in a Q&A following the financial briefing. As yeah. such, we view the RE engine as one of our strengths that will contribute to the next generation game creation. Hmm. Uh, I could easily see that uh, that um, that engine um, continuing on because it looks you know, just... High fidelity, like really good uh, as far as the graphics go, the performance. So I could see it, you know, shining in the next generation, no problem. Yeah. And I, it, the other thing about it, too, is like unlike with the Frostbite engine and stuff, like I get the feeling that this engine was designed to be a multi-game sort of engine. Whereas mm. Frostbite, when it first came out, that was that was to make Battlefield. That was not to make other games. Right. And they had issues with, um, was it uh, Anthem. Anthem? And a lot of that. other games. Mass Effect. Like, okay. They just saw the thing was pretty. And they're like, oh, we'll make all our games with that. So hopefully that's not the case here. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good solid engine. But Capcom's been around for fucking ever. Yeah. So if this thing isn't saving them money. Right. Like... I don't know what is so. But does that mean that they are more inclined to hold on to it because it saves them money and maybe it can't? Mm -hmm. We will see its first title not perform that great because they're trying to use it for something that it really can't handle doing. I wonder. We'll find out. But it runs fast. It it looks great except for faces. Yeah. And uh, and I, that could be. I wonder if it's just their like motion capture stuff. If the, that's not up to snuff. I think the mo then, I think the facial animations look good. It's just the way just the way it kind of looks mm. bugs me. But gotcha. I would love to hear from devs who've worked on it. Right. So right. Same here. That's when we'll find out. There's an interesting uh, video I watched over the weekend. Um, it's super duper nerdy, but it's right up your alley. I, I really liked it. So it was from GDC a couple months ago, mm -hmm. and it was the um, Insomniac team talking about Spider-Man on uh, PS4, and just and it's an hour long. They talked to one of the head uh, developers there, uh, dealing with um, performance issues, and then like fitting everything onto onto the disc, and the way they had to balance just the space they had on the disc, um, oh. minimizing everything and getting it to run. They actually had a lot of um, processing power, but very little space on the disc. And so they had to manage, like, how do we uh, render stuff in real time rather than save it on the disc and have... And that's where my, my knowledge breaks down, but they have uh, the realities of a, of a disc uh, being read and the you know whatever that little device is, yeah. scanning back and forth, taking time. What can we have the, the game render right now and not have to search for... Um, but it, it's super awesome and it's very nerdy, but they go into 
hard detail and it's actually mm. really interesting but i'll send you a link it's, it's very cool it was one of their gdc talks but yeah yeah i'd have to look into that mm -hmm. i know they did some cool things too with the uh the tech for rendering inside a building oh, okay so i forget there there's an article on it that shows like when you look inside a room and it looks 3d it's actually it's oh. actually a flat wall and there's like a weird there was this guy in Gamasutra that, that wrote a paper on it. He's like, hey, this was actually my college thesis on how to do that. And by the way, if you guys happen to take my tech for your game, I think that's super duper cool. Nice. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he couldn't confirm whether they did or not because there's no way to know. I see. And you're talking about like, the windows peering into rooms and them yeah. actually looking like rooms are rendered, but it's just like an illusion. It, kind it's, of. it's two polygons. Gotcha. That's all that is, which is yeah. crazy impressive. Yeah. Uh, and realistically, probably not somewhere they needed. I mean, maybe it saves them time with culling, mm. I guess. But I don't know what culling is. Um, it's where, like, let's say, um, so you got this 3D object here, yeah. and you got this 3D object. So you're you, and this is here. So you can't see this mouse from where you are. Okay. Um, so you wouldn't even draw this. Oh, gotcha. So if I go out here, you start drawing it, but it's back here, you stop drawing it. Okay. So stuff like that to save kind of whatever performance mm -hmm. power or something like that. Yeah. And they, they go to crazy levels to, yeah. to call out all this stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll and that's why I stare it. at the ground when I'm playing rage because <laughs> you're not drawing shit. Right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I, another funny thing with that game is, uh, going into the menu, the menu lags, like really? just kind of going to through the blades back and forth. Yeah. There's a hard lag on just like going back and forth. So, I don't know what they're loading and how it, it's really cumbersome, but yeah. Sometimes that's because they're running. Um, there, there's this piece of tech. Um, I forget what it's called, but it allows you to render flash, like Adobe Flash, as okay. your menus. And that's why tons of games were using that, but it was very performance intensive. It was oh. very poorly optimized. Um, but um, yeah. Gotcha. So maybe that. Yeah, I could kind of see where it, it lags just in the sense that because you're going through these different blades uh, or, or uh, menus rather, and then you have an ability you can select, there's like animation videos that are in each breakdown that yeah. are already loaded. So it's I wonder oh, if it's like loading that, yeah. that they're always there kind of thing and not like called up when it needs to be called up. That could definitely be. But um, I'm pretty smart, Gavin. I know how games are made. And just got to get a <laughs> solid state drive in your... <laughs> Yeah, that fixes everything. In your PlayStation Xbox. <laughs> Yikes. Another funny thing with that, or interesting thing with that uh, Insomniac uh, GDC talk was them having to, the realities of having to like have a baseline hardware that, or um, uh, hard drive that they're developing for. So with a PS4, you can put whatever hard drive you want in there. There's a mm -hmm. stock one, but you can also, you know, soup it up and do like an SD. But um, they had to just develop for this like baseline super old yeah. hard drive and like how slow it is to read and slow compared to like you know eight years ago when that thing released or whatever yeah so yeah like the realities of like having this baseline that's like the base level uh, potato that they have developed for and then somewhere in between yeah. with uh, what like the ps4 pro can do but um yeah it's a lot of like yeah just uh, just developing's hard right so yeah. there's a lot of stuff they have to do that you don't see yeah well an open world definitely makes a difference right because you yep. having to yeah it's impressive for sure, and uh, yeah, they're they're just um, geniuses over there. Like the that talk was really cool. So let's see what else we got going on, Gavin. There was a Minecraft Earth 
game announced. I don't know if you got to see any of that. That's like a Pokemon Go kind of. That's basically it. Yeah, <laughs> it's their yeah. response or their entry into this like Pokemon Girl, Pokemon Girl, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Girl, <laughs> which uh, I wouldn't mind playing. Um, <laughs> so it's Minecraft Earth. So I pulled up the article from Engadget. This is Davindra. She puts the Ardwar. charm in Charmander. <laughs> That's good. I, I like don't know that. what that was. <laughs> So Minecraft Earth is a free-to-play version of one of the most popular games ever made, rebuilt around augmented reality for the iPhone and Android. Similar to Pokemon Go, which popularized AR gaming in a massive way, it relies on your smartphone as a window into a virtual world. So, yeah, there's a trailer that doesn't show off a whole lot, just gives you an idea that you can see, like, the little um, Minecraft characters walking around uh, the street, and they're superimposed like a a phone kind of rectangle to show that you can see them in real time. Uh, but yeah, you can like build and have other people in your world build as well. But like if we scan the table just by looking at it through our phones, you would see the structure we're making. And so depending on your phone, you could see like and then you could add to it. You could destroy. But it's like taking chunks of Minecraft and plopping it in places and seeing it through your phone. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool idea. And I imagine if um, yeah, if they were able to, you know, do this on the street, which it looks like they're trying to do. So it's like an environment kind of thing, just like Pokemon Go was. Yeah. Or you can walk around and see a cool building and edit that building, but then other people will see what you made. I think it'd be fun if you can sort of take away from like build down into the earth, like cutting away pieces. I and wouldn't then, doubt like, it. Like somebody like trips, like <laughs> like they think they're gonna fall yeah. into it, but they're not because that's not how it works. Right. That's <laughs> the only issue with these AR games, um, as far as like using you know Google Street View and stuff like that, where people have to walk into the world, is that the world moves and there's cars yeah. and stuff, and so you gotta. Uh, watch out but I mean if you're seeing it through your phone and you can still see danger whatever that may be okay but that's that's tough to manage but um yeah I imagine I mean what other property is is the best suit for this kind of thing like Minecraft's huge Pokemon's huge so yeah it's just gonna be another gangbuster like it's gonna do awesome yeah so there's a oh sorry you go ahead oh I was just gonna say I'll be really curious to see how it does I don't I don't know how big like I could, I could give a shit about AR games. Sure, me too. Um, but I also really don't know how big that market is. I know absolutely nothing about that market. Well, it's free to play this one. But uh, going Good. off Pokemon Go, I mean, mm-hmm. they you, there was stuff you could buy. I never like. I think I booted it once, and then so I imagine they're making money off it somehow, right? Yeah, at least ad revenue, something like that. So, and it was a huge game. Everyone and their mom played it. So, yeah, if you can replicate that, you're good. But, uh, yeah. So I imagine there's a huge market for it because it's so broad that anyone can download it. It's free. Yeah. So I think that's their entry point. There's going to be penises everywhere. <laughs> that's just, you're going to go. Could that be on the box town? art or whatever, or the quote? <laughs> Look, there's going to be penises everywhere. It's going to be a lot of dicks, okay? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's uh, that's it. There's a kind of a cool uh, um, video they put out uh, announcing um, the actual title. So there's a closed beta uh, this summer for Minecraft Earth. So that's when we'll see more of it, mm. uh, which is very soon. So, interesting. Yeah. So that was a kind of a cool little announcement. We got uh, some news on Ubisoft. Do you go Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Well, the correct pronunciation is Ubisoft, so I try and pronounce it Ubisoft. Mm. Um, but sometimes it's just old habits. Gotcha. I like so I like Ubi. Ubi. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ubi's fun, but yeah, it's Ubi. So we have some news with Ubisoft uh, lately. So there was a uh, financial report where they kind of not leaked, but they always with these financial reports, that's where a lot of information comes out because they have to tell the investors, Here will, here's what we have lined up. And um, they have to kind of secretly tell them that they got some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So we have this article from IGM. This is Adam Bankhurst. 
Um, so let's see. The revealed via Ubisoft's 2018-2019 financial earnings report, uh, we have some info on uh, some new AAA titles. So um, I'm kind of paraphrasing here to, to get this. Yeah, so the company's 2019-2020 financial targets. How many of these new titles start with Tom Clancy? Right. That's <laughs> what, where the guessing comes in. So there's three confirmed AAA titles that are going to release from now until March 2020. Um, what those three titles are, we don't know. It's not a big time span. No, that's what, a year from now? That's right. Oh, I Roughly? guess it's a little bigger than I thought, but still, it's not unannounced. For three, yeah, unannounced. So now the here's where the guesswork comes into play, right? So uh, figuring out what the other three AAA titles are will be the new gripping, because uh, there's Ghost Recon. That's the one confirmed. But oh, that one is confirmed. Okay, yeah. I didn't know whether that counts. So yep. Ghost Recon. So the new gripping question is, uh, we know Assassin's Creed is taking a year off. Apparently that's confirmed. Um, and we had some small, this I'm still reading from the article. We had some small hope yesterday that a new Splinter Cell was in development, but it turned <laughs> out it was just a Ubisoft dev joking around. Uh, this reference such is a last dumb week. Joke. Yeah, so it's a bummer. And it kind of, in, in an hour or two, whatever, it just you know lit up the internet where everyone's freaking out. But it was also a very weird way to announce a game of this caliber if it was. Yeah. So it was just a, a tweet from. A, a, I could see Kojima doing that. And I think the might. internet would go fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just with the company that big behind you, like they have their whole marketing spiel, and you know, like there's, they they time everything out so they wouldn't just release it the way they did. But yeah, um, yeah it was a Ubisoft tweet from a head director there saying, you know, that they're working on Splinter Cell, and he tw- he tagged these these other uh, game devs within uh, Ubisoft, and it turns out it wasn't legit. Yeah. But um, he even changed his main uh, um, main little uh, image icon on Twitter to the, oh, little, the, the little goggles. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, nothing's. It was Julian Garrity, who's the creative director of Division Two. Mm. What a fun name to say. Uh, Julian Garrity? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that guy's fun to party with. <laughs> well, that's one of the theories, too. So, he tweeted that image. Uh, it was a picture of him and those three top three Ubisoft uh, game directors. Yeah. They're thinking they're at some kind of summit meeting and maybe they're a little tipsy. And so he's like, yeah, fuck it. We're making Splinter Cell, you know, five or whatever. With the crew. Yeah. <laughs> As a joke, you know, because he's like not all there at the yeah. moment, and it ended up just, you know, as as it would. That's that's something you expect the internet to freak out about. Yeah. Did you? What was the last Splinter Cell game you played? Uh, when they sort of relaunched the series with the really cool like environmental HUD and stuff, where it like have text on the wall and stuff. I don't I remember that, that, but I, I know it was there was one. Blacklist, but yeah, I'm not you're sure. right. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that for as far as I could get. It got. Some of those environmental puzzles were pretty tough. Okay. It was like a three-story, four-story, maybe it was a five-story puzzle that I was really stuck on. Whoa. Um, but I really liked that combination of action and, and puzzles and dynamic gameplay. Uh, such a cool series. I feel like there was more... Um, there was levels where th- you had actual crowded environments that you had to blend into and kind of function with. Oh, Am maybe. I wrong about that? I feel like I remember a, a gameplay walkthrough of like an actual... Uh, almost Assassin's Creed esque, where you have like, like, a, it was like a, yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, like that, where there was like a carnival. There was some kind of um, heavily uh, crowded area where you had to also maneuver through that. Maybe. Whoa, oh, this looks way actiony. So we're looking at oh footage. shit, yeah, <laughs> that tire came through the screen. Um, <laughs> but um, it's been a while, so uh, I'm, yeah. I'm totally down for this. So it's time. Yeah, the last one was 2013. Yeah, I hope they don't restart the series though. You think? Would you like the original that original voice actor? Is it um, something Irons? I feel like his name was. 
Jeremy Irons. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, I would love, uh, I wouldn't mind a, a reboot kind of bringing it back. Mm. But um, I don't think that necessarily, for me, they don't have to like continue on the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, let's so. see. What else has Tom Clancy on it? Why not? Uh, why don't we get a Jack Reacher or something? Whenever that's Tom Clancy, right? Yeah. Good question. I think it is. Jack Reacher around. Tom Clancy's it. <laughs> Jack Reacher. Man, that'd be is, great uh, if they started going. Uh, uh, Stephen uh, Stephen King. Well, he's so really not. Yeah, he hasn't uh, been tapped for any of his properties. I feel like. Um, you know what? There was a random. No, that's not uh, Stephen King. Was that? Um, let's see. Tom uh, just scanning is. through. So there's the movie that they did. I feel like they would have mentioned if it was uh, Tom Clancy's property or not. Oh, speak. Did you see that uh, NES like remake of a John Wick game? No, that sounds awesome though. It's okay. It was okay. pretty. <laughs> I I think if I were a kid and I saw it, I'd be like. John Wick reimagined as an NES game is perfect. I don't know about perfect. It's okay. it's it's visually it's pretty good, um, but at the same time, uh, the gameplay looks pretty boring. It's very like Streets of Rage or um, yeah, Contra-ish. Right. Well, it's made by a dev who's making like a like a hardcore Contra style game that looks super kick ass. Oh, okay. So I imagine it was made using the same engine and stuff, and they just pumped this out super quick. Uh, but yeah, a lot of just ducking. Yeah, <laughs> but it's cool. It, it looks cool. Yeah, we're looking at footage of it. I like the yeah. It's just a, like a nostalgia thing. Yeah, it's pretty dope though. Really, I'm excited for that John Wick Hex. I want to say it's called. Oh yeah. yeah. Or uh, because John Wick is a perfect like video game movie, yeah. but um, it's totally a video game. <laughs> right. So it's just a matter of he never he gets hurt, but like he's always just like pinpoint shots. So yeah. I like how they're taking that route of you get to be in his mind and plan the route, and then when you, you successfully do it, you see. I imagine the end result of you just like perfectly taking everyone yeah. out. That's what I wish. Um, well, I guess I never really played the final version of super hot. So I don't know if it has a fast motion mode where you can mm. see the whole thing in real time, but I think Katana zero so did that cool. too, actually. Katana zero did that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause you'd have like your, um, Oh yeah. Surveillance yeah. footage. Aspect yeah. Everything is like a planning phase until right. you finally succeed. And then it's like, Oh, that's how it goes. Yeah. And it plays like the surveillance footage of you going through and yeah, perfectly, uh, killing everyone in the room when really you were trying it, you know, yeah. a bunch of times. So you do that with like super hot or a game like that where it's got like multiple camera angles and it looks like a badass movie. I yeah. think that'd be, that'd be super awesome. And I hope they yep. do it. Which, you know, what? I forgot. I didn't pull that up actually, but as we're talking about video game movies, there was news on a mortal Kombat uh, movie, uh, officially like, uh, they're officially starting production on it. Question. So. I think that's going to be such an interesting one. Cause it's like, is it going to be better than the original? Well, I wonder, they've had, what, 20 years now to think on that and do some kind of unique, yeah. you know, take on it now. And do they go the ultra-violence version of the game, or do they go more campy like the original movies? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Do they strike a balance? Mortal Kombat reboot. So I am pulling up this. Downloading a virus first. Uh, no, I was turning off uh, ad blocker. That's uh-huh. what I was saying. Yeah, so I just want to pull up virus to yes. <laughs> yeah, that's how you initiate. I'd be virus. interested in the cast. Like, can we get right. uh, Dwayne Johnson as Jax? Man, he's he's too big for that. Come yeah. on, unless it's about Jax and it's the Jax movie. <laughs> the Jax movie. Yeah, which I wouldn't mind. It, it'd be interesting. I'd I'd hope for a 
Was it Charlize Theron? Who played Atomic Blonde? Yeah, Charlize Theron. I would, I would fucking love for her to play Sonya. Whoa. Um, yeah, that'd be dope. We could just get the original Luke Kang to play Luke Kang. I feel like he's aged well, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So you get. I want. Jacks. My only thing is, I don't want a CGI Goro. I want him like how he was in that original movie where they get the, and it's actual prosthetic. Like, good. Yeah, it's he actual like practical good. effects. Yep. Yeah. So no CGI Goro. I do want a female Goro. I want to see that. Shiva? Yeah, Shiva. Yeah. I think that was her name. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So it's set for 2021. Uh, March 5th, 2021. Wait. Exact date, huh? Yeah. I expect that to change. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times these studios will like set their their whole like quota in the future. But yeah. It's a solid goal. So we'll see. I don't think any cast uh, information have been an- has been announced. It says May 20th, which is today. So yeah. Can we get a Jason Statham as a well, who do Kano? Kano, exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. He could play it. He could play a skeevy skeev. Can you get Jason Momoa in there somewhere? Jason Momoa? Yeah, just as Jason Momoa. Maybe. Honestly, he'd probably make a better Kano, but I don't know if he can do an accent. Oh, I, I hmm. actually, what I'd really like is uh, the guy that plays like Bullet Tooth Tony from uh, was it Snatch or Lock, Stock and Two Smoking I, Barrels? I can visualize that. Yeah, to to play Kano because he's really when he wants to play skeevy. Uh, exa- that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I, that's exactly what I think of that guy. That's awesome. Yeah, I think he could nail that. What about Jason Momoa as like that um, Kodakon or that one Aztec guy? Ooh. Or Ooh, that could be cool. Yeah, just because they don't have any kind of because uh, what is uh, Jason Momoa? He's uh, like he has his heritage. It's like uh, is it Samoan? I want to say or it's like Hawaii is he or actually Island? or is he just like a does he just kind of have that last name? He totally. Could I thought be. he was like Pacific Islander or he has that lineage or something, but there's no character like that. That's like the closest yeah. one I can think of. But. I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, something Khan. Not Kotal Khan, but. Uh, oh, there's the one dude with the skull. Yeah, the face. original kind of bad guy. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, I wasn't thinking of Jason Momoa. I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, I don't know where he's Jason Samosas? I was thinking the guy uh, from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The UFC oh, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, poop. Forget his name. It's Drax is the character, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, was thinking of him. I think he could play whatever con. God damn it. What's his name? Dave Batista. There we go. Yeah, Dave Batista yeah. could play Shao Kahn. I think he could knock Shao Kahn. Interesting. He's got, he's got the deep voice. Right. You throw some fangs in there, put a skull mask on him. He's buff enough. I think like he looks undefeatable as a person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa. I don't know who you'd throw him to. I don't know. He'd have to be. I mean, he's really charismatic. Like he could just. Yeah. He could be anybody, really. But yeah. the The ultimate question, though, is, and he's clearly the main character of the games. Mm-hmm. Who's Who's gonna play Johnny Cage? Well, <laughs> he's he's in every property, so it's maybe you can't do it anymore. But um, uh, the guy plays Deadpool. I feel like he could be a. That's he basically like it. the Deadpool, like the third. Uh, or the breaking the fourth wall kind of character. Yeah, he could probably do it. I just um, I want to cast somebody else mentally, right. but you I want don't a lesser know known people who it would be. I did see someone photoshopped um, Terry Crews as Jax. Uh, this was like I think for the last Ooh. release, someone did that, and he was like, "I'm on board." And I feel like that's that. too obvious. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. He's also possibly like too buff. What? Because Jax is like he's buff, but he's yeah. also like it's it's. I feel like he's more stocky, and then uh, Terry Crews is maybe more lean muscle, but I don't know. I'd have to see there. Both bodies glistening together, and like so I can compare them <laughs> on my own time secretly. <laughs> yes. 
who Johnny Cage? I'm trying to think. Yeah, he's a tough, tough one to crack. You gotta get it perfect. Or like um you know, you have Sub Zero, you have uh um uh you have the electrical dude, I'm ba- I'm I'm blanking on his name. Oh, uh Raiden? Raiden, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know you could almost do for Johnny Cage is the the guy who played kick ass. Oh, grew yeah. up to be a fucking hunk. <laughs> yeah, he was in one of the last uh, Godzilla. Or, the last Godzilla. Yep. Yeah, and I like I couldn't even tell it was him. So yeah. he could he could maybe pull it off. Yep. Sure. So. Yes, I'm. I'm wondering. I guess it depends on like their budget and the director. But are they going to yeah. seek out these kind of, you know, under somewhat under the radar as far as like the you know not not top notch uh, actor or celebrities rather? But how do they fill that cast? And um, they could really make something cool. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll see when they announce more on that Mortal Kombat movie. What else we got? We got a Ubisoft uh, announcing some AAA titles that they're working on until the next uh, March 2020. We have some news on Last of Us 2. I'm just a huge Last of Us fan. Sure. So the news in the sense that they're reaching um, the end of development. So they've actually... Holy shit, really? They're Well, uh, not exactly, but <laughs> as I say that... <laughs> So let me Whoa. go word for word so I don't uh, screw this up. So we have uh, IGN, uh, Colin Stevens wrote, um, Last of Us 2 entering final stages of development is what I meant. So while it's still unclear how far away The Last of Us 2 will uh, release is, the game's co-director has indicated Naughty Dog is hiring new talent to help close out its development. Um, they had, There's a Twitter post where they're looking for new um, animators um, and, uh, and uh, whatnot. So the positions highlighted in the post include animators, programmers, game designers, lighting and visual effects artists and more. These positions have been open as of May 10th. The most recent update we had on the game's development was that performance capture had been completed for Ellie and Joel and the final scene of the game had been shot. Um, if new talent is coming in, that likely means there's still quite a bit of work left on the game. Yeah. But, but uh, this is in the later stages of development. That means the team has certainly completed much of the game's production. This could mean the game is coming later in 2019 or still a year or more away. But at it's least not it, coming in 2019. No, I, no I, way in hell. No. Yeah, I, I would say 2020 alongside with whatever PS5 announcement. Yeah. A lot of my gauge for um, what Sony's doing with the release of PS5 was banking on them coming back to E3 like next year because yeah. I know they're skipping this one. Yeah. But apparently as I've read into it, they're really trying to – it wasn't just them skipping this year. They're actually um, just pulling away from E3 in general yeah. and focusing on their own announcements. Um, as well. So I don't know what the, where that puts them as far as when they announce PS5, when The Last of Us comes into play. But I would say 2020 is fair, right? That's We still have a year and a half uh, yeah. away from... Even early 2020. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's... God damn, they're fast. They are fast. Well, like, I wonder, every single one of these titles... Right. I mean, not... fast, maybe. But, like, they have the two aspects of their team. Like, they split off. Right. I don't know exactly when they started production on Last of Us 2. But they had they had to deal with leaving Uncharted 4 and then having that one side DLC being developed. So that takes time from the team. So now their team is, everyone's on board now for the past at least year and a half, two years. Um, but it's still, I mean, that's going to be a huge game. They're going to take their time. There's a lot to make there. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm confident with like a 2020 at some point. Yeah. But uh, do they, now do they hold on to this or try and get this with tw- with uh, PS5 like as a, as a launch title or do they let this go a little bit further? I mean, they have, I think it's going to be this console. I think this generation, but well, I think it'll be back backwards compatible, right? Like they'll do a PS4, oh, PS5 version. Gotcha. Yeah. They probably already got the graphics set up, and like that's why they're probably part of the reason why they're hiring these people. It's like, uh, all right, we kind of know. Let's get it all done in one yeah. shot, maybe. 
Interesting. But hell yeah, dude. That's I'm awesome. I'm stoked. Yep. I cannot wait for that. So um, let's see. We're talking about E3, PS4 skipping E3, or PlayStation rather. So we have Netflix with the E3 2019. They're hosting their own panel. Who's? Um, um, Netflix is. At E3? Yeah, at E3. Yep. So, so we're getting uh, more Bumble Snatch. <laughs> right. So this is them actually taking their properties and developing games out of them. Oh, so fuck th- yeah. Well, they did that with, so they did that with, uh, what's it was called? Uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, the Stranger yeah. Things mobile game. Yep. I expect a lot of mobile games out of this. I, I imagine it's going to be light else. stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, this is from IGN. Janet Garcia writes, uh, Netflix will host a panel at E3 this year called Bringing Your Favorite Shows to Life, Developing Netflix Originals into Video Games. The company said the panel will consist of game developers and show creators who are feeding fan passion by adapting Netflix original content into video games. Um, yeah, and they go on to talk about how Stranger Things 3 will be there, but it's a panel. It's not like their own kind of press conference, yeah. but they're you know dipping their toes into it as uh, how much money they'll put into it. You know, I think they'll see how these games, uh, these first foray into games go. But um, yeah, I mean, what's interesting, and that's like further extrapolating this into the future, but... With Stadia, you know, th- that's that's a platform being built on streaming games. Netflix has the ability to stream movies. Is it yeah. impossible to say they could maybe put some money into that? It'd be a shit know. ton of work. It would be, yeah. Yeah. If they partner with Microsoft or if they partner with Stadia, maybe. Interesting. But they're going to need to partner with somebody who already has the... Yeah, like infrastructure. This there. is different than this is different than just streaming out files, essentially. Yeah, because you hit a button doing. and it plays. You don't have to like. There's not one for one responses with these buttons that they right. have to count for. And yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be that'll be neat. Yeah. Um I, I I appreciate the fact that they're just straight up doing a panel. Right. So that'll be cool. Yeah, they're gonna talk about it, and I think talk about their commitment, and you know, shine some light on that Stranger Three Stranger Things three game. Uh, which looked interesting. It looked like kind of a beat 'em up, like a NES or a Super Nintendo NES kind of beat 'em up. But yeah, I expect a lot of. We'll get back to you on that. Mm. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that. So, but I hope people ask good questions, and I hope they they can they can come with some answers. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. There's kind of early uh, talkings or um, mentions of that happening. We have um, this was interesting. I found over the weekend too. So we had the Sonic movie. Um, shit show that was you know the trailer was announced and everyone freaked out and they announced that they were going to uh, redo that character or or change it in some capacity so uh, gizmodo talked to a couple of uh, visual effects experts in the uh, movie uh, industry and talked about how hard is it to do what are we looking at here you know fuck yeah so apparently it's gonna be hard (laughs) it's a great interview i I recommend everyone uh, read it so it's uh, by beth eldrickin so they they go into detail and talk about how a lot of the times when a trailer is made, when there's a heavy, when the main character is uh, CG, like say uh, uh, the last uh, Pikachu or um, right. uh, Detective Pikachu game movie, uh, a lot of times when they drop the trailer, those are the parts that are rendered for that movie. They they focus oh. on that first. Yeah. So the the actual rest of the movie is still in development, so they still have the time to go in alter stuff because they've only just rendered or really focused on that trailer. No. Um, but it's still a huge overhaul to do. It's just it's it's kind of puts in perspective the fact that they have some 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 time to work on it because they really just focus on that trailer and then they figure out the rest of the movie. I hadn't thought about that. You know, apparently, I, yeah. That's that makes me feel not as bad about them having to remake as much. I mean, it still sucks. But yeah, and they talk about how they're still going to crunch for sure, but it's not like we have to just throw the movie out and then you know right. redo it. Interesting. Um, yeah, but it's it's a good article, and they just kind of go into detail. Huh. Yep. 
So about Crunch, Gavin. We've got Crunch Time as our new <laughs> segment you can count on every week. Check out your bowl of Captain Crunch. Yes. Uh, so this was more of a positive note. So Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red talked about um, developing Cyberpunk 2077, and they said as it gets more intense towards the end goal, they're going to really focus on Crunch and uh, try to avoid that. Right. So well, um, I like that. I like that everyone highlighted that they said they were going to try and be more humane, yes. which is just like. But it's a that general, could mean almost yeah. nothing. Yeah, and, and we give them water and food. What are you guys uh, complaining yeah. about? They don't well, have and cages. Well, Project Reddit is very notorious for crunch. Mm. Like it's bad there. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. So there's a uh, there's some quotes here from uh, some C- from CD Project Red. This is uh, from Kotaku. Jason Schreier writes. Um, this is an actual quote. Uh, We're known. Let me be humble for a moment here. We're known for treating gamers with respect, said Marcin Iwinski, the company's co-founder in an interview with Kotaku this week. This is this is what we've been working hard toward, and I actually would like us to also be known for treating developers with respect. Uh, I mean, they go into detail. We've been working toward it for some time already, Winsky said. We've been communicating clearly to people that, of course, there are certain moments where we need to work harder, like I think their E3 demo is a pr- pretty good example. But we want to be more humane and treat people with respect. If they need time to take off, they can take time off. Nobody will be frowned upon if this will be requested. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so hopefully they stick by that. Um, we will see. But it's there's, a, I mean, it's a complex uh, subject because it's like you do need to. There is crunch. You do need to get everyone all hands on deck kind of thing to finish a game. But how do you also manage everyone's time and sanity but yeah. still reach these deadlines? Um, although I I find that I imagine these companies or these developers like CD Projekt Red, they can really do what they want to do in some aspect, right? Sort of. But I think the thing that kills me about them is like they make quadruple A games. Mm. Like the quality on these things is stupid. Yeah, good. for sure. They're super deep. With like a double A team. Gotcha. So, yeah, how you make these games of that quality with such a small team without, right. you know, crunching, I don't know how you do it. Um, so I, I don't know. I hope they're making enough money from these things that they can't. Gotta imagine. Yeah. But yeah, they're that. so critically acclaimed. I feel like this is something interesting with them. So remember how like Bioware, they were saying like the Bioware magic isn't really there. I feel oh, sure. like it's here. Yeah. Like this is the Bioware magic. Yeah. It's at CD Projekt Red and it is in full force. Yeah. No, I wouldn't doubt it. And I would trust them to, to get it done. But yeah, and I think I would trust that they're also sensitive, sensitive of the fact that they don't want to push everyone too hard, but yeah. they still have to get this product done. But I, I think with them... They have earned the right to like take more time with it, or say, "Hey, we're going to push it further," and yeah. we'll, everyone will be, you know, disappointed. But I think that's fair. Like we'd we'd expect, like, yeah, that game's nuts. Take some time. Well, how many of us really expect this game to even come out this console generation? It's Good so question. pretty. I don't see how you're packing that onto a PS4 or an Xbox One. No, X. I think yeah, they skip this generation for sure. I think that's they fair have to say. To. So yeah. take your time. Hopefully, don't run out of money in the meantime. And if you do, just release what you have. I'll pay. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, episode one of uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, that would suck. I did it episodic. With this game or with this dev with uh, like Rockstar, I feel like some devs have earned the right to say, you know what, our next title, like we'll show you a trailer, but it's coming out and it's going to be seventy bucks, eighty bucks. Sure. Like, let's let's explore that realm to also use more money to buy more time or to get more people on board. I think with twenty seventy seven, that's a easily you know more worth more than sixty bucks. 
for sure, right? Oh yeah. Even the last Red Dead, it's like you can. Yeah, they have their packages now where there's like a gold, silver edition with DLC and right. stuff included. Yeah. But some kind of base level, I think Explore extending that base level. We've had sixty dollars titles for a long time. I think I think the only problem is people are such babies. And yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna throw fits about it. Well, I think they're babies, yeah. But there are certain titles where you can. I feel like across the board, you go like with CD Projekt Red. They say with with Cyberpunk, it's gonna be hundred bucks. You go yeah. okay, yeah, <laughs> that's hundred percent. Looks like it's worth. Yeah, it's what they should be charging. It's what the industry as a whole should be charging yes. for games now, but they can't because people won't buy them. Right, and I'm on two minds unless too. it's Madden. Unless it's yeah, because yeah, they buy that every year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm of two minds where I want them to explore that uh, price, you know, um, that window of, of what they charge per title because these games are hard to hard to make. Um, they're really just like wearing down their the the people were making them. I think they deserve for some of these titles to increase the price. Yeah. That being said, do I necessarily want to pay? You know, part of me doesn't want to, but I understand yeah. that. If it's used correctly and these actual devs get the money, then that's a whole other argument too. Does the publisher go, oh, cool, cool, yoink, we're going to take that because we funded this game in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. But I want to make sure the money goes back to those devs somehow. Yeah. It would suck though because I can't afford that. Right. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. It's like 100 bucks. Okay, cool. That's going to suck. <laughs> Guess I'll watch the stream. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, but I think they're avoiding... Just the publishers in general, dev developers in general, are avoiding increasing that baseline sixty dollars price tag by exploring the you know the silver, the platinum editions to yeah. a game, and the DLC and the loot boxes and stuff. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see. So they're trying to avoid crunch. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah. So um, that was really it for for crunch time that I had. But um, we had we talked about Borderlands before the show. So um, Borderlands three, we uh, did. Um, yeah, well, I don't think it was on the thing. But uh, but I was gonna I was gonna reference back to that because we were talking before we started recording. Oh okay. Um yeah. But Borderlands three pre-orders halted during Epic Game Store Mega Sale. Oh. Yeah, I was just uh, calling back to that. Yeah. So yeah, so um, there's a couple of games that also followed too. So they started the this whole thing over the weekend. So it was uh, Mega Sale that uh, Epic Games had, where uh, two games initially pulled out. It was Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines two, <laughs> which is a super long title. That's too long of a title. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Oxygen Not Included, a third game, has now been pulled really? out of the store. Huh. Yeah, which is the indie dev. It, they worked on... Um, Mark of the uh, Ninja, something machete. Well, there's that one, Don't Eat Alone or or Stay Out Alive. Or oh, uh, Don't Starve. <laughs> don't Starve. There you go, yeah. Yeah, they don't made, eat alone they made a lot of kick-ass games. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, so the third uh, recently being Borderlands 3 being pulled. Um, Man, I wonder... Oh, I think it's time for them to make an announcement. I wonder what those guys are working on now. Interesting. Hmm. The Don't Starve guys? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird with them, too. It's like, what game do you refer to them as? It's like, do you say Don't Starve? Do you I say just think of Don't Starve, but... Uh, I think Don't Starve is probably their, their most popular, but I don't... Gotcha. I don't know. I know they've put, uh, they've put out a lot of uh, newer DLC. Like, they've been kept... They've yeah. Been, um, working on that title, like, just working on DLC, but... So, we have the developer. So, Cly Entertainment? Yeah. Clay? Clay? I forget. Clay. They've, they've said how to pronounce it. Gotcha. It's not how it's spelled. Uh, Clee? Uh, so uh, as far as their actual next thing we're working on, as far as the Wikipedia uh, says, they're working on something called Invisible Ink, a turn-based espionage game. Nope, that was released on May 2015. What so, was it? Uh, Invisible Ink. Did oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently they worked on that in 2015. Yeah. But, uh, so I don't know what their official next title is. That was them? For some reason, I thought 
Oh, I'm thinking of something else. So they're working in conjunction with another dev or something. So we have Don't Starve Together, 2016. Some of that's already out. Gotcha. Oxygen, Oxygen Not Included, 2017. Include. Grifflands, and then Hot Lava, TBA. I will have to look that up. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyways, uh, those games were pulled from the Epic Game Store, and it was really just drama about uh, letting Epic not communicating with publishers or devs, right, and yeah. having these sales and them not being included or, or let letting them know that these are happening in the first place. Yeah. Well, there was no way for them to opt out. Gotcha. So they were forced. Their game was forced to be on sale, and sometimes they have deals where they're like, um, and sometimes what people will do is they say this is the lowest selling point. So like, you can put my game on sale, but you can't below go below this price. Sure. Because that provides an unfair advantage to some of our partners. Gotcha. Uh, or stuff like that, or it sort of devalues your your product. Um, so some people thought it was weird that their game that just launched was already out on like a stupid sale or yeah. some people actually adjusted their price so that it was the proper price during oh, the sale. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So it's just a learning thing. Well, um, like with uh, borderlands three. So really just the pre-order is on, was on, uh, the, that game sale and that yeah. pre-order was removed. Right. Yeah. So currently for PC, there's no way to pre-order until they put that back on. Yep. Which is, Yeah. Which I understand you don't want to uh, be part of that sale, but at the same time, now you have no way for someone to pre-order your game, and they really love yeah. pre-orders. Um, yeah, so uh, 2K did uh, respond. So a spokesperson from 2K Games told Eurogamer that the halt of pre-orders for Borderlands 3 is temporary, and any purchases made with the sale prior to it being pulled will be honored. We're working yeah. closely with Epic and have temporarily removed Borderlands 3 from the storefront. We look forward to the game being back on the Epic Games store soon. Games bought during their mega sale will be honored at that price. Uh, in response to the recent removal of games due to, due to the sale, Epic Games said, if a developer or publisher chooses to not participate in our sales, we will honor that decision. Yeah. Uh, Epic announced their store launched last December and became a popular topic of conversation due to their 88% revenue split with, the, with devs and not taking a cut from games made with the Unreal Engine. Um, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. Apparently. Huh. So, um, yeah, so maybe well, they just... Well, not counting the cut that gets taken once you go past a certain amount anyway. Oh, interesting. Or if you pay for the engine, which most AAA developers are going to do, they're going to pay for the license per game. So they're already sort of taking their chunk. But it's I still see. nice that they're willing to do that. Gotcha. Yeah, they're really exploring the options there with, with how yeah. they charge uh It's definitely interesting. I like the fact that Epic is taking the hit. Mm. And again, it, it goes again to show that they are running a lean operation. Yeah. And, you know, that's how they're going to fight Valve and it's going to work. Right. Already they're they're getting really, you know, hardcore exclusives, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're becoming a huge competitor with that. Yeah, yeah hopefully they figure out the sale going forward where they ask the beforehand with the devs if they're yeah. interested in give them a warning yeah, or some give them stuff. Heads up. Yeah, like that's not a huge deal if you leak your sale, like who cares? Right. So there was a lot of news, Gavin. That that was the bulk of it. There was a Doctor Who VR game. I don't know if you got to see this. There's not much to <laughs> say. There's a really quick uh, trailer they put out. Yeah. I like it's it's a it's a neat idea, you know. Um, just uh, going into the Doctor Who world and see all the different characters and stuff. Yeah. So the the trailer shows off. Um, it's just the inside of the TARDIS. I want to say an up close of a of a Dalek, and um, some people are kind of theorizing okay like playing the, with the the weeping angels kind of aspect to Ooh, it and how they creepy. just show up in your face yeah so that could be creepy cool. but um yeah well that it, would that would totally work because there's some uh vr headsets with eye tracking technology oh i think 
Uh, so if you're if you can't track your eye, you're probably blinking. So right. Creepy. <laughs> so not for me because I hate these jump scare VR games. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's neat. It's neat, right? Yep. Yep. Just a little neat thing. Let's see what else. Um, this was interesting, uh, and I don't understand a whole bunch about it. But uh, Call of Duty had this shakeup that happened over the the weekend that was announced. So oh. Black Ops Five is announced for 2020. So that w- we just had Black Ops 4 which was the the had the blackout mode. But that wasn't really a Black Ops game. I don't even know why they called it Black Ops. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They needed a way to get everybody on board while they're developing this, you know, uh, response to Fortnite and the Battle Royale, you know, game. Yes. But um but yeah, so they have changed the hands or changed the who's working on the next uh, um, Call of Duty. So I'll pull this article which I already have it pulled up. It's from Jason Schreier of Kotaku. So next year's Call of Duty has gone through a major upheaval as publisher Activision informed developers this week that studios Raven and Sledgehammer, which had until now led the project, will no longer be in charge. Instead, according to three people familiar with goings-on at the companies, Treyarch will lead development on a new Black Ops for 2020. Um, Treyarch did the last uh, Black Ops 4. So That's um, weird that they're... They usually flip-flop, right? And now it's the first yeah, time... Yeah, they cycle through the three yeah. so they can put them out. Right. I think I to me this means that the Call of Duty coming after this is going to be so big mm. that it's taking both of those studios to having work a single on player it. right like getting that yeah, in there. One's getting the full single player. One's just working on multiplayer yeah. and zombies. Like this, is, I predict after this one's going to be the biggest Call of Duty ever. That'd be fair. That's awesome. Yeah. So for 2020, Activision had originally switched things up, assigning the Wisconsin-based support studio Raven to take leadership role like, alongside Sledge- Sledgehammer to make a Call of Duty game set during the Cold War, uh, likely involving Vietnam. As of recently, that's changed. Now Treyarch, based in Santa Monica, is in charge of leading Call of Duty Black Ops 5 for 2020. Hmm. Um, yeah, so although I don't know if they're implementing that, taking Black Ops back to the Cold War or shelving the whole Cold War idea, yeah. but um, I, I would like some change because I, I dip in every – they always get me every other year or whatever for <laughs> Call of Duty games. So um, yeah. I would like a change in leaving the future tech behind. That's why I like the World War – was it uh, World War Two? Call of Duty World War Two. Um, oh, sure, sure. Th- that was really dope. I like World at War. Uh, no, so the last uh, it do was you, like. Do a, you mean Battlefield? No, so Call of Duty did, did a uh, World War Two. Um, oh. Recently, yeah, maybe maybe. That's two right. Years they ago. did. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was WW Two. I think is how they shortened Call of Duty. World War Two. That's yeah. right. It was I, awesome. I forgot about that game. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, the I just liked how it was kind of just bringing everything back to. Yeah. Um, you know, less futuristic tech and, and vaulting and jumping around and, and running. It was just kind of a stripped down, um, but it was fun. And I liked the, the story was actually really cool. They, they put a lot of time and emphasis on the story, uh, single player rather. But um, yeah, so I'd like them taking, although everyone's kind of tiptoed around Vietnam as a time, as a, a place to set your game because it's so... Um, it wasn't a good war. Right. We're it's not so, proud of that one. <laughs> yeah, it's not very, um, it's not very easy uh um, yeah. stuff to get into but um yeah so we'll see how they handle that um they have this greediness to their games though with at least with uh, how i want to say how activision takes over like the with the uh, black ops um stuff i th- actually think they did do a little bit of vietnam in like the first or the second black ops um but they I think it was the first one was it the first one yeah. yeah so they're able to take these um um just really hard points in time and as vague as they are like uh morally vague as they are they're able to uh, maneuver through that as, yeah. as much as you can and still have gameplay tied to it. Yeah. Well, they work, they work super closely with vets and stuff to gotcha. keep everything. Like, as you should, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very good about that. Uh, that is one, like, 
a series of games where like those fans are just as happy as can be, or they, they're they, not. They 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 hate that the fact that they'll like release every year or you yeah. know um, review very high, but. These people, I mean, they make these games exactly for these fans yeah. and like nobody else. And when there's a lot of them, so you can do that. But like, man, these fans love these games and these developers. Like, they're very good. They've got they a good relationship sure. with their fans. Yeah, yeah, I think they do a good job every time. As far as like the, we talked about Rage Two and the how sometimes the gunplay is wonky or like you have like a yeah. cool open world, but then the gunplay sucks. But they seem to be consistent at everything they do every time they release. So I think that's why they review so well is because they're just. It's top notch every time, and so whether you just don't like or you have some kind of Call of Duty fatigue, I totally get that. But the gunplay is always on point, yeah. and maybe the online part is annoying, having to deal with playing with you know thirteen year olds. I'd get that too, <laughs> but um, like the single player is always strong. Yeah, the gunplay is always really really fun. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, there is a s- apparently there is an announcement during or there is a rumored announcement during E three, um, so we'll see if that actually shapes up. But. Hmm. Which E3 is now, what, three weeks away, Kevin? It's getting... Well, yeah. it's it, is it the beginning of July? Um, of June. It's in June? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, uh, shit. Yeah, so... Um, we got to start throwing down the uh, the uh, the uh, prediction gauntlet here pretty right? soon. Yeah, so June 11th, so what do we got? Um, I don't know, three weeks? Wow. Yeah, we got three weeks. So That's we'll exciting. See. Um, yeah, and we'll get as we get closer. We'll kind of figure out what we what we expect to see. And although, do you think we'll see anything alluding to the whole um, Sony Microsoft um, streaming thing they're developing? No. Yeah, is it way too no early to talk about that. that? Yeah, I think this has been this is all paperwork. Gotcha. This gotcha. is all paperwork. Yeah, that's fair. So, ooh, this is a. Let's click on this rumor. Let's just go down and Capcom, find else? some clickbait. So uh, this is from Game Rant. Rumor: Capcom will announce new game at Xbox E3 2019 press what conference. Game is that? Is that Dino Crisis? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. And can we get a new Bionic Commando? I don't think anyone cares, but you know what that um that game for Switch reminds me a lot of that last Bionic Commando they put out. Um, oh, the the Mechasol Oh, one. the two D, the two D Bionic Commando. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, especially mm. when you're in the fort area. Um, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking with it. Which I mean, those characters are all kind of like an homage to someone, depending okay. on who you're picking. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Um, what what is a big a big Capcom, Capcom game property that they've just been sitting on? They've got so many properties. Yeah, and to be announced at um, at the Xbox conference because I think what yeah. RE two was shown off the remake was shown off with the PS three conference. Yeah. So are they trying to like deviate from that or or like um, for instance Monster Hunter was shown off at the the last PlayStation the little like um, Nintendo directs that they do. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be another Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like there, that is that is their cash cow at this point. It does not stop. But there'll be another Monster Hunter. What? It's too soon for another. Do you think they would show the next remake, the next ever Resident Evil, like the I, three? I think it's possible. Mm. I think it's very possible. Because um, we're a year out, roughly. I mean, it's less than a year for sure since the last RE2 remake. But I yeah. do remember reading that right before that game launched, um, the RE2 remake, they were actively working on the next one, whatever yeah. that remake would be. So maybe well, a trailer or something. Well, was it you that, I think it was you that was saying like, now that that one's a success, it's a race to four. 
That's the thing. Yeah. So let's yeah. get three out of the way, which I'm sure it's going to be dope, but everyone is going to lose their minds when they show whatever trailer at, at whatever E3 event yeah. for for um, the remake of RE2 or RE4. Yeah. That'd be nuts. Uh, what? But you're they right. I would put money on something Street Fighter. What about uh, the next Resident Evil entry? Because we've, what, seven was maybe Ooh. two and a half years ago or something like that. So it's been a little while. And it was, I mean, I saw the ending. Like, it's set up for a sequel. Yeah, yeah. There's still so, stuff going on in that world. Yeah. That's awesome. That could, that could happen. God, people, that, that'll do so well. I'm glad that seven was a, was a solid. Yeah. Resident Evil game. Yeah, that yeah. that whole series really needed them kind of going back to it. Yeah. Um, I will definitely put money on, on Street Fighter, though. Street Fighter, it's been a, a good minute since mm. we got, like, I don't know what the last version was, maybe a Turbo. I don't think it's going to be, like, a new, like, a Street Fighter Six. Gotcha. But some sort of street... If it was a Street Fighter Six, I think people would lose their goddamn minds. Yeah. But yeah, so five was the last one, so so five. I don't know if we have a Turbo Edition of Street Fighter Five. So 2016 for five, which uh, what 2016? Was, yeah, it was almost three years later. So what what editions do we have? So good question. So we have Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection is a 2018 compilation of 12 titles on arcade. Perfect. 12 titles. Um, Street yeah, yeah. Although those are those are HD kind of uh, remakes, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was um 2016 for Street Fighter Five. Um. In 2018, the game received a major update, titled Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Yep. That might be it for. It's time it, for so. Turbo. There you go. It is time for Turbo. Yeah. So. Uh, some of the other. So I pulled up the Game Rant article. Some of their other. Um, out of left field, you know, predictions, maybe a Dino Crisis reboot or Dead Rising. Um, the last Dead Rising Ooh. wasn't that long ago, but... Uh, Dead Rising, Dead Rising, Dead yeah, Rising. Yeah, was it? F I think it was just four, maybe? Dead Rising, Dead it's, Rising. Uh, it's on the Xbox uh, Game Pass thing. Yeah, so Dead Rising 4, 2016. So, hmm, two years, three years. What the hell is Dead Rising? What am I looking at? Yeah, Dead Rising uh, 4, do you remember that? So that's the zombie, uh, like where there's just tons of zombies on, on screen and you get to oh. uh, run through them. Yeah. So 4 was them going like really back to that original format. I think that'd be great for that Resident Evil engine. I bet that could pull Ooh, it off. It, that's yeah. the one thing I wasn't taking into account. Now, and we talked about it, can the RE2 engine, is that what they should lean on for something that's rendering all these different character models and, mm -hmm. and stuff at once? Can it, is it made for that or can it I, handle that? I don't think that that would be... So the trickier part is going to be the open world aspect mm -hmm. of a Dead Rising because so what they do to render all those zombies is they use a trick called instancing, okay. which allows you to render many versions of the same model, uh, albeit they do a good job of making these these models all look kind of different. Gotcha. Um, but to my knowledge, that trick, once you have it in, it's not that hard. Um, okay. And that's totally something that they could use in other Capcom titles. So why not get it in to the engine, make it work, and then you have all these options. You can make a Devil May Cry with nice. twice the enemies. I, yeah, I, 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 that they would, I think, would be cool. Yeah. But uh, look something up for me real quick. Mm -hmm. Is Power Stone Capcom? I want to say it is. Gotcha. Power Stone Dreamcast. Power that Stone. looks so Capcom. I already see developer Capcom. Yeah. So I don't know if yeah. they still have this or. I'm sure they do. They're, I think now is like, and 
it's I mean it's needed to make a comeback for a long time, but I especially now with the huge rise of like Smash Bros is at its height, and this is like the kind of game that inspired Smash Bros. I think. Okay. Um, maybe not. I mean, yeah, I I know the kind of the influence? story behind Smash Bros. where they were trying to make it just a game that anyone can play, but I think now would be the perfect time to bring back Power Stone. Uh, this one I I've never actually seen footage of it. Um, so it's like a like a three D. Um, just 3D style fighter, right? Yeah, 3D style kind of Smash Bros game before Smash Bros was around. Um, which is funny because you look at how much better this looks. Well, I think is this. Oh, this, this Power is Dreamcast, Stone One. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was Dreamcast. So like, even though it came out before Smash Bros did, it looked that much better. Gotcha. Um, I think it came out first. Um, yeah. So I I think that would do super well in today's day and age. I don't know what you release it on. Um, is yeah. that a switch title? Is that, oh, I yeah, think that would sure. be so fun on switch, right? Yeah. That'd be so, awesome. Hope they do it, which I'm a huge uh, supporter of everything on switch. Yeah. I follow the Twitter um, account. That's just like, let's see this on switch and this game. Like it's okay. just that over and over again, like different titles that they dig yeah. up. And say, you should do this on switch. And that's why it kind of sucks for like, uh, indie devs nowadays because people like they they come up with their game and they're like hey, it's gonna be on PC and they're like I'll buy it when it's on Switch <laughs> it's like dude I just worked so right. hard on this dude. now is that because the the <sighs> is it harder to develop for Switch or it's just you have to make your decision it's early just, on it's or just it's more effort and also like the financials of releasing a game on a console can be kind of complicated and like these little all the paperwork aspect of it. You almost just need someone to work on that, but you're on an indie dev team, so right. you can't afford to have someone do it. You got to do it yourself. So right. it's just a lot of work. It's also too, there's something that can be said for the marketplace on switch on their, um, uh, the, just the online marketplace. It's flooded with stuff every yeah. week. So it's like, how do you then get noticed? Yeah, you're on switch. Good luck because there's just tons of, of, of crap on there. And like, you know, there's, there's really good titles there, but it yeah. just gets bombarded by random stuff. And they disappear so quickly. Like that steam world game, just released like this month and it's already off the front mm. of the store page. Yep. I'm like, the hell? Yeah. So yeah, it's a battle on its own. Yeah. Maybe because it's 25 bucks. Like I think people see that game and they're like 25. Kids. Yeah. They go, Oh, this isn't free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole lot of free titles on there, but yeah, this doesn't look like Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Gavin. I mean, a lot of stuff happened this week. Yeah. Um, as far as upcoming titles. So, um, Team Sonic Racing comes out May 21st. Is that, uh, are there any reviews for that? I hope it's good. Wasn't the last Sonic Team Racing supposed to be good? I feel like that one does get um, some good uh, good reviews. Um, let's see. Uh, IGN did a review three days ago, and I'm going to pull up the end. I could go for a solid kart racer. Yeah? It's been a... I'm not... like Mario Kart's, oddly enough, gotten really hardcore, so I can't... <laughs> 8.5. Or maybe it's just the people I play with. 8.5, that's mm -hmm. that's damn solid. It looks pretty. It's on PS4 Pro, uh, Xbox, and Switch. I can kick it out of bed for eating crackers. Yeah. <laughs> I love that uh, saying. <laughs> All right, Gavin. Um, you know what? There was one title that I, I didn't realize released last week, but it's... Um, oh, boy. Now I'm blanking on it. It's a cool, like, story-driven, um, almost like uh, <laughs> a Hellblade um, Hellblade S. Oh, uh, Plague Tale something. Tales. Plague. Plague Tale. Plague Tales. Yeah, plague, yeah, yeah. Plague. It looked really cool. Tale. Yeah, it. I. I watched a teeny bit of someone playing it. Um, it's got some production values on that son of a. It gun. seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. But so. now, is it coming from a another like 
small team, just like the Hellblade situation? I think so. So there's a term that people are starting to throw around. I don't know if it's going to catch on, but I hope it does, which is like triple I. Oh, with the indie space. Yeah, 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 sure. I feel like I might have heard that, yeah. This shit is, that's that's triple I. Oh, Sean Bean's in it? Yeah. Well, now I'm buying it. (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of like a CG intro. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I dig the, it's like, I think it's you like guiding like a small child through like some sort of plague filled village. Like, gotcha. That that looks cool. It's getting good reviews. So Destructor, Um, get Destructoid given an eight. Um, Damn. I want to see some footage of it. Then there's the other game uh, we mentioned before the cast that's coming Mm -hmm. out soon, which I'm super excited for uh, the Outer Wild or the Outer. Outer Worlds, I want to wor- say. Is it Outer World? We're never going to keep those two nope. straight. Nope. Let's just merge them into the one. Yeah, so the Outer Worlds. Wait, I think second. Outer Worlds is the other one. You're right. That's yeah. what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> so Outer Wilds is the one coming out. Yeah, I wish Outer Worlds was coming yeah. out at the end of this month. So Outer Wild, mm-hmm. which is... And the devs wanted to make people sure that they understand that this game, despite the fact that it looks like a lot of procedurally generated games, there's nothing procedurally generated about oh, this. okay. That's like no this, longer a cool thing now, buzzword. So now it's well. Th- you avoiding. just want people to know that, like, hey, all this meticulously planned out shit was on purpose. <laughs> That's good. So it's like a really intricate, large puzzle, yeah. And time resets after so many minutes or something. So okay. sort of that Groundhog's Day. So you're trying to solve as much. It almost reminds me of like it's like Mist meets Groundhog's World with like interplanetary travel. Gotcha. There's a planet thing that I forgot about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing it like at E3 or something. They were showing like the starting area and how like they set it up. So like physics don't work like normal physics. And that has to be something like built into the engine from like a fundamental level where you oh. can make physics not right. Okay. Or, or behave differently. Um, so it, it looks super gorgeous. I think it's going to be great. I really hope it's great. I think it's going to be, it's, it's pretty, it's visually eyes. interesting. And I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So, so uh, Epic game store, May 30th and also Xbox one. Yeah. Nice. Another exclusive. For End of this month. Ready for it. Annapurna. Pernia. I think they're a publisher that puts out a bunch of stuff. They, I want to say they did um, Donut County and um, and Celeste possibly too. Oh. Uh, they, yeah, they're awesome. Oh, that's right. They got the Hyperlight Drifter. They're making a new new game. I wonder if that'll be revealed at a... Uh, Those same devs? Yeah. I wonder if mm-hmm. that'll be re- revealed at uh, E3. I think that'd be a big get for somebody. Microsoft announces right. buying them. Right. I yeah. feel like I feel like that'll be a thing. Yeah. Do you think they'll? Now's the. Is it too early? Because last year they were just like, we're buying this, buying that. <sighs> Can we see cool the moment. fruits of that labor, or is it just announcements? Or here we're also buying this, and it's just more announcements. Yeah, we see something. We're definitely going to see some Outer Wild, gotcha. um, or Outer World. Outer World. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> they they've yeah. clearly got it in like showing state when they showed off that what was it forty five minutes of gameplay. Of which which title was it? Outer World. The, oh right, the Obsidian one. Oh yeah, and that's where they yeah. talked about the 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 weapon that <laughs> the hits your baton, head. Yeah, that right. changes your head oh, in random animation. size. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. Um, yeah, I definitely like their take on like assist or vats or what was it? Where like your teammates could do like it. a pose or something, and then they do like a big badass move. Okay. Um, I hope they do more. Like, did you watch the 45 minutes of footage? I think I skimmed through it. Yeah. I really like the fact that they're like, and we just want to show you that you can kill anyone. So like, you want to mess up your story, you can. Yeah. So they kept killing people and it was, I, th- I think that was great. 
So I would like to definitely be playing through and accidentally kill an important person and try and continue with the story. Right. Well, I, I'm hoping there's a prompt that says, just so you know, that you know this now this uh, thread of stories is removed. Ooh. So you have the option, like, go back. But Everyone will remember that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, uh, the only thing I don't like about the footage is it the gun, the gunplay looks like some very uh, 3D Bethesda jank. This might be, yeah, where that stuff carried over for sure. Yeah. But their strong suit, I imagine, is going to be the story for sure. Yeah. And so the storylines, yeah. Hopefully the gameplay is fun, but I am not super holding out. So I think seeing, it'll at least be interesting. Right, for sure. And we're seeing some melee, uh, you know, combat d during this, um, um, just this video of Outer Wilds or Outer Worlds. But uh, yeah. I always liked with, and this isn't Bethesda, but I always liked with, with um, either Skyrim or um, Far, um, Jesus, Fallout. I liked the melee aspect to it. I feel like that's yeah. where I would rather prefer, you know, to play during those games. The shooting wasn't as tight, but I liked no. the the melee stuff. Yeah, it seems fun. like they're caring and focusing on that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think you're right. We'll see some an update during um, during E3 2019. That's probably probably my most excited. Which is crazy too, considering wasn't this game announced at like the I think last year, right? At like a Game Award or something. Oh, Game like, Awards. Yeah, you're right. God, that was that was on fire. Those Game Awards. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine how nuts it's gonna be this coming year? Like everyone is expecting. Like expectations are super high. Jeff yeah. Keighley, man. And now it's going to be everyone getting ready for next gen. So making those announcements for next gen. Yeah. I would love for him for the next game awards to like fully eat that old joke and ride out on the stage on a throne of Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> that could and be awesome. I think the crowd would go ape shit. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see. Yeah. So it was publicly announced at game awards 2018. Yeah. So yeah. Ooh, that's I think that's something we could definitely see for E three is uh Hello Worlds or Hello Games new little game with the cute little guys. Oh yeah. 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 I forget the name of that one. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, no clue. Hello Games. And that that reminded me of uh for some reason the the team from Firewatch. Do you remember that um it was oh, almost yeah, like a walking simulator with sort of, They're working on some sort of archaeological. Yeah, it's like an thingy. Egyptian flair to it. You're set in like the nineteen twenties or something and yeah. there's maybe something supernatural going on. But um yeah, so the last campfire that was also announced at that same uh, Game Awards twenty eighteen. That's what it was. The last yep. campfire. Yeah, looks super cute. Um, so. Yeah. Yep. That's really that's really a game. That, and that's <laughs> been running for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's just audio of Mortal Kombat behind us. <laughs> no, no, it should be separate. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. Nice. Any, um, anything to plug or anything going on for you this week? Not this week. Crazy, no? Okay. Yeah, so let's end it there. Um, Gavin, where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me at, at Drunk Devs on Twitter. Awesome. And I'm Fonzie Pants on Twitter as well, and really every other handle. Um, <laughs> alrighty, guys. This has been Plastic Podcast, Plastic Hearts Podcast. We'll see you. Bye-bye.